Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Hashtag IGD Talks. My name is Raquel Simpson, and I will be your host for today. Just to introduce myself, I am a practical nursing student, and I hold a master's degree in emergency management. I recently embarked upon this wonderful journey of gerontological nursing. I will be introducing a number of special guests who will be providing invaluable insight in dementia care, dementia research, training, and education. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is our fourth episode of our podcast series. Today, we have a very special guest. We will be having a great um, conversation with Dr. Tricia Wu. So welcome, Dr. Wu. Hi, thank you. If you can, just for our listening audience and for our viewers, if you can just uh, introduce yourself for us. Sure. Well, as you've heard, my name is Tricia. Uh, I am a geriatrician, so I'm a specialist uh, physician that looks after older adults. I currently work at McMaster University, which is in Hamilton, Ontario, and um, I'm an educator. I love working with students from not only medicine, but across all the healthcare professions at the undergraduate and the postgraduate level, and even at the national level. And um, I'm just thrilled to be here. Awesome. We're just thrilled that you are here and that we get to have this conversation with you. So I just want to start off with the first question, Mm -hmm. which is, why is understanding dementia and responding to BPSD important for all professional healthcare students? Well, it's a very good question. Um, I think it's a super important topic for a number of different reasons. Number one, dementia or, you know, uh, Alzheimer's disease, which is one of the more common dementias. Um, it's very, very common. So if you are going to be in healthcare, in any healthcare profession, you are likely to run into an older adult who has a dementia. Mm-hmm. So being comfortable with interacting with somebody that has dementia or having um, clinical interactions or assessments with them is of great importance. And number two, uh, the clinical consequences of not being comfortable are actually quite significant. Oftentimes these older adults will come into your hospital or to your clinic and because they're very vulnerable they may be very ill. Right. And if you don't feel comfortable in managing the dementia as well as whatever brought them in to see you in the first place, that could have significant uh, patient care impact. Mm -hmm. Number three, on a personal note, I'm sure many of your viewers and and listeners have parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and relatives and friends and neighbors, and as they all age, the risk of having this type of problem will increase. And so just being a good um, person in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community, and knowing how to interact with these people in a in a safe and comfortable way is, is important um, to function in this day and age. Right, right. So how do you um, perceive um, the role that GPA can play for uh, medical students and residents? So it's a great question. And um, I think one of the things that we often find in not only in medical school, but in all the schools, is that the curriculum is packed, jam-packed, mm-hmm. full of facts, full of technology, um, and there's such a crush to sort of learn all these different facts and figures that sometimes it can be very easy to kind of miss or overlook some of the personal, some of the bedside, some of the low-tech but high-touch kind of skills. Sure. And gentle persuasive approach is one way to give that skill set um, some structure, some form, and give it a place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the lovely things about this program. Great. So 
can you tell us a little bit about uh, the was it the GSD workshop that you, that you held? Was that how was that about a year and a half ago? It was or? About a year and a half ago. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, I'm one of the educators here at McMaster, and um, one of the things that our students like to do um, is something called the geriatric skills day. It's uh, a single day, usually on a weekend. Uh, it's interprofessional, so all of the students um, that want to from the entire faculty of health science can attend. And they learn simple, concrete skills um, to do with caring for an older adult. Mm -hmm. And um, they are very involved in choosing the topics, the speakers, right. what's relevant. And it's just a lot of fun. And we've been doing it for about 10 years now. Wow, I didn't realize that it had been going on for that long. Yeah. And what's the general feedback that you get from medical students who attend this workshop? Mm -hmm. um, the general feedback over the years has been it's very helpful, it's very practical, and more importantly I think it makes people feel more comfortable and more confident with interacting with older adults afterwards. Okay. That's great. So when they go to their clinical placements, they'll pull out their book or they'll pull out a skill that they learned and like, yeah, I remember I learned that once and now that I'm actually in the clinical realm, I can try to apply it. That's fabulous. Yeah. Um, can you maybe share an example where uh, that maybe some of your students or some of the, the residents that you were mentoring have um, um, shared an experience with you as to how GPA helped them greatly um, while they were in practice. Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, oftentimes, medical students, senior medical students, or um, residents, mm -hmm. persons that have just finished, are often what we call first on call in the hospital. Right. right. And so um, I had uh, one of my residents tell me, it was about a year after he'd taken the, the sort of course, he sort of said, I got a phone call from one of his nursing colleagues mm -hmm. saying, this is so-and-so, come and do something. She's agitated. She's irritable. Please give us a medication. Right. And that's a fairly common request in the middle of the night to persons that are sort of uncomfortable and, and wandering around or doing things. Sure. So this medical resident actually went down to, to go and assess the patient. And the patient was a lovely older lady who had an Alzheimer's type dementia. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't really agitated or angry. She was just disoriented. Right. <laughs> used to being in the hospital, right. having a pneumonia. So rather than prescribing a medication um, this person actually just sat down talked with them used a few of the techniques used in GPA to help redirect okay and sort of gently encourage this lady back to bed okay so that was a nice sort of way to kind of encapsulate all the things we hope for in GPA right in the sense that um, you realize there's an issue you realize the person does have some difficulties in, in memory or, or other sorts of cognitive impairments. Um, but then looking at them as a whole person, looking at the clinical context mm -hmm. and doing the right thing. Right. And not necessarily reaching for that prescription or for the medication unless it was absolutely necessary. Right. And can you elaborate for some of our, uh, for our audience, mm -hmm. um, the, the non, a little bit on about the non-pharmacological yeah techniques yeah. that people learn with GPA? Yeah. So there's a number of um, different sort of uh, techniques that people may often use. Um, sometimes it's just simply speaking with them, mm -hmm. talking with them, and redirecting them. So um, if they're very insistent on going home, just simply talking, talking about other things, and then talking about a different topic. And the thought of wanting to go home sometimes subtles. Right. Sometimes 
if they are you know physically hanging on to you or they 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 may be very insistent there's some very nice sort of ways that GPA has to sort of encourage people uh, in a safe way okay for the older adult as well as for the healthcare professional to go back to bed or to do you know um, to let go right so there's there's many different sort of simple things that can be done um, that are safe and comfortable for both uh, the older adult and the Okay. And you, based on the example that you shared mm-hmm. um, with the resident that you mm-hmm. made mention of, mm-hmm. um, you brought up a really great topic that is a huge conversation right now, and that is um, non-pharmacological interventions mm-hmm. versus pharmacological interventions right. when it's appropriate to use either yes. or or both. Yeah. Can you just maybe elaborate a bit on that conversation? Yeah, and that's this is one of the big sort of hot topics in, in caring for older adults these days. Um, we do know that uh, sometimes there are um, times when either patient safety or healthcare provider safety necessitates use of medications, mm-hmm. but there are many times where that decision is very, very gray. And the medications, as you can imagine, any medication does have potential for side effects, particularly right. in a very vulnerable population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that decision should not be taken lightly. We know that from the scientific literature that the medications that we use are often very modest and benefit in resolving mm-hmm. behaviors anyway. So the general rule of practice is wherever possible, try to minimize um, use of medications or to use it for a very brief point of time and to maximize uh, things that do not require medications. And that's where something like GPA would fit in very naturally. Right. Um, it's a nice way to have that sort of shared conversation. Um, so just to sort of add on to the story, so after the resident had spoken to this lady and gently escorted her back to bed, He then sat down and actually chatted with the nurse who was less familiar with some of the things, some of the techniques. Right. um, And and it was a a nice sort of experience um, from that. So it was educational. Right. And the patient got the appropriate care. And I think that's what all healthcare providers do strive for, is to give the appropriate care to the the right person. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, many times it does not need uh, medications. Mm-hmm. And for the times when it is needed, even when it is needed, using those other techniques can minimize the dose, minimize the frequency, and increase the safety for all involved. That's fabulous. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about your GSD workshop and maybe some plans moving forward that you have for, the, for this workshop? Yeah, so as I said, we've been doing this for about 10 years, and every year it's a, it's a fresh year. We have a new crop of students starting in September, so mm-hmm. we'll see what they're interested in. Um, and we also are looking at sort of doing it, we also do it nationally as well in different forms. So okay. There's actually a network of uh, geriatric interest groups, which is a very common thing in many of the medical schools in Canada. And many of the sites across Canada, across the 17 medical schools, also hold geriatric skills day. So we share best practices, we share ideas, we share what worked. Um, and then at the national meeting, uh, at our Canadian Geriatric Society uh, scientific meeting, uh, there is another sort of half day where things are a little bit more high level or a mm-hmm. bit more advanced. So as we sort of veer into the next year, we're going to start looking to expand. And uh, we've had great success, actually. The year that we did uh, the GPA, the turnout was phenomenal. The okay. interest was very, very high. Mm-hmm. That was actually the first time we'd ever had one particular set of skills and one particular topic as a, as a spotlight. Right. In the past, we sort of had lots of different smaller sort of things um, sort of cobbled together. And it mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. It was a good learning experience for us. 
and I think we may take that forward. That's great. Another great thing about uh, the workshops that you hold is that it's interdisciplinary, correct? Yes, it is. And maybe can you talk a little bit about the significance of having um, interdisciplinary collaboration, particularly when it comes to GPA and other non-pharmacological interventions? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So interdisciplinary um, training and education uh, is a super important part in the Faculty of Health Science courses in life. Yeah. <laughs> when we go out and work, we work as an interdisciplinary team. Mm-hmm. And it is teamwork, first and foremost. And I think that's something that should start early, even when you are a student, even when you're learning. Um, as, as we kind of go through our individual programs, we can often build up uh, opinions about other sure. specialties um, or, or misinterpretations or myths. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and it's nice to kind of you know, meet the people. Right. Learn together. Yeah. You're going to be working together. You might as well learn together. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and I think particularly for caring for older adults, um, because it really is a team effort. Um, I know many specialties do also have a huge team component, but really um, we we have to go in as a team because they are so complex. Mm-hmm. Patients have multiple comorbidities, complex right. family relationships, family dynamics. Um, it really does take a, a village, as they say. For sure. And I think the earlier we can do that and learn together, the better. Um, and it's also kind of fun to kind of see things from a different perspective. Absolutely. So, you know, in terms of caring for an older adult with dementia, what a pharmacist will see will be different than what a physician will see versus a nurse versus a rehab therapy student right. and occupational or, or um, physiotherapy. It's very different. Or what a social worker will see. So it's nice Absolutely. to kind of share those views. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So what kind of advice uh, or encouragement would you give to other educators uh, other educators who might be sure. considering incorporating uh, GPA into their curriculum and or making GPA available mm-hmm. to their students? Yeah, I think for the educators out in the audience, I would say take a look at the gentle persuasive approach curriculum. See how it might fit in or might be modified or adapted to your particular uh, type of learner. Right. Because certainly, as I was mentioning earlier, everyone's curriculum is jam-packed. And people are looking for efficiencies and where Mm -hmm. can you sort of double up. And look and see. Many of the faculty health science programs do have a component dealing with older adults. Because it's such a prevalent problem. Right. Um, That uh, see where it can fit. See where you can look at and maybe sort of say make modifications mm-hmm. or tweak the curriculum. Um, if there are changes that you think you know could be made or could be adapted for your uh, particular group, um, contact them. They're, right. they're a lovely group, and maybe they could look at fine-tuning things for your group or um, looking at... Uh, group events such as our Jerry Skills Day um, or other avenues and venues Um, and I think the other thing to kind of think of is it's you could take it at any level you could take it as a first year entry level kind of getting to know people Mm -hmm. or you can take it as an entry to practice at the very end um, or even beyond that once you've actually finished all of your training didn't have it you know, before you start a work placement or before you go and work in a hospital or a long-term care facility or even a clinic. Right. That could be another sort of option for people. I think it's um, it's good for all levels and it's something that's uh, very valuable for everybody in healthcare. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You've given us lots of great nuggets and you've given us, definitely have given uh, our audience some food for thought. 
So we thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you very much for the invitation. And that concludes episode four of Hashtag IGD Talks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join us for our next episode where we connect with Michelle Bliss, a registered nurse and GPA clinical education specialist at the Advanced Gerontological Education, AGE. Michelle will be sharing her experiences in coaching and supporting staff, students, and families to be the best that they can be when caring for persons living with dementia.